Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out on Driving Your Dollars, Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, will be talking about a new ebook that he is developing with the Trucker CFO team. The new ebook, which is scheduled to be released in July, explores the numerous business decisions that small trucking businesses must consider as they operate within the trucking industry. For this edition of the podcast, Colton will be talking with Dave Nemo, the veteran broadcaster and a legend in trucking radio with more than 50 years on the air. Of course, Dave is the host of The Dave Nemo Show that can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Now let's take you to this Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Dave Nemo on this edition of Driving Your Dollars with the Trucker CFO, Colton Lawrence. Colton, good morning. Hey, good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me on. You guys put out the Trucker CFO Guide to Tax Season. Very helpful, very useful, but pretty much, in a sense, that's what folks would expect from you guys, something like the Guide to Tax Season. But you have this new guide coming out. It's sort of like a part two, but this one really zeroes in on the trucking side of the equation. And I know a lot of folks have asked you, well, why are you guys doing this? But I think you've got some pretty good reasoning behind that. As you mentioned, we came out with our Guide to Tax Season. It's important for folks to understand the basics of that, to use a professional, hopefully trucker CFO, that can help them navigate the accounting and tax side of things. But outside of tax season, there's a whole lot of other things that are important to focus on. So we are putting together this guide. Right now, it's sitting at about 50 pages. It'll probably end up being a little bit longer than that. As reference, our guide to tax season was about 52 pages. So this guide is going to be more specific to the transportation industry and operations and how these different factors within the transportation industry affect profitability. So think Things like choosing a business entity, we touched on that in the tax guides, and we're going to go into more detail on that in this guide that we're putting together. But other decisions like whether you're going to choose to operate under your own authority or if you're going to operate under the authority of a different motor carrier, what does that mean to you? What are the different aspects or choices that you're going to be looking at in trying to make that decision? And how does that impact profitability? What are the pros and cons? There's a whole bunch of topics like that. You've seen the table of contents, and we just want to talk a little bit about about that and kind of gear people up for the launch of this guide that's going to be coming out here in the next four to six weeks. We'll kind of start at the beginning here, and there are so many aspects, of course, because you almost have to do everything all at the same time. But choosing the business entity is one of the first steps, if not the first steps. Is that written in stone? In other words, well, I'm going to start off as an LLC or maybe a sole proprietor, or I'm going to go to a C Corp or an S Corp. All of those things have their pros and cons. If I choose that business entity, am I locked in or how long am I locked in? So as with most things in life, it depends. That's another reason for this guide is because so many things do depend. When it comes mm-hmm. to choosing a business entity, it really should be one of the first decisions that a business owner makes. They shouldn't just fly kind of by the seat of their pants, so to speak, and just jump into it. Many folks out there, owner operators are running as sole proprietors. That's fine. But the sooner you can make the decision, the more beneficial it is to them in terms of long-term planning, because that business entity does impact so many other aspects from the legal side and the tax side of their business that it's important to understand those differences. And if you're an LLC, there are 
definitely things that impact the way you're filing taxes and maybe some things we can do. You mentioned S corporation, but then on the legal side, what does that mean to your assets, your personal assets, your business assets? A lot of folks have multiple business entities, especially with small fleets where maybe they're sticking their assets into a holding company and their operations are in a different type of entity. All these things we talk a little bit about in this guide and help people understand the ins and outs of making this decision and why they should make it sooner rather than later, because a lot of times if you've gone a certain direction, it can be too late to change course and correct the impacts of the decisions you've made. When we talk about entities and business, essentially it all pretty much leads to April 15th in a sense, and it pretty much leads to tax liabilities, tax benefits, tax flow, and all of that stuff. But does the business entity itself affect the business itself? Are there things that you can do as an LLC that you can't do as a sole proprietor in a sense? I don't even know if that makes sense. There are things you definitely have to do depending on the type of entity you are. Certain types of entities are going to require you to have minutes. You have to have a formal meeting each year. There are annual bylaws. There's some red tape that comes with some of these different types of entities that you got to make sure you're following and different state filings that you've got to make sure you're taking care of. A sole proprietor really is the easiest one because it doesn't require much of you, right? You just go out and you run. But the downside of that is it doesn't come with much protection, whether it be legal protection or tax protection. You're subject to filing and doing things off of your personal standing, and that's not going to help you out too much. Whereas if you do put these things in place, yeah, there's some additional red tape, but in the event of some things we don't want to talk about on air, knock on wood type things, your assets are going to be protected. And then we can do some things, tax planning, once you've got that entity in place, tax planning type strategies that are going to help you out in the long run as well. So this guide really kind of starts from that choice, choosing a business entity and walks through kind of the life cycle of being a business owner and what are the things that they should consider in terms of their business and how is it going to impact them. Got it. So we'll pick one. I'll go with LLC. Now I am going to decide another decision. Whose authority am I going to run under? Am I going to hook up with the motor carrier's authority if I'm leased on there? Or am I going to get my own motor carrier authority? And again, are we locked in for any amount of time on either one of those? Let's say the motor carrier authority. And does the entity affect the relationship in terms of the authority? So it can. Again, it depends. It's going to depend on the motor carrier. So most folks are familiar with your owner operator or independent contractor models where you're leasing on a lot of times the mega carriers. A lot of times it's smaller carriers, but they lease on there. And the pros are there's freight, hopefully. Of course, today's world, there's not a lot of freight out there for anybody. But the case there is that there's going to be kind of a captive source of freight for you. It's less red tape for you because you don't have to go out and get your own authority. You're relying on their experience and their network for a lot of the things that others that have their own authority have to do on their own. It's just an easier path to ownership to go through that type of operation. Then again, the upside is going to be lower by going that route. The upside when you go out and get your own motor carrier authority is in theory to become a mega carrier. That's how everybody else started. Everybody else started, started with, with one, one truck. Man, one right? truck. You're absolutely yeah. right. And although in many of these situations, you can grow a small fleet, you're still limited somewhat in the scope of what you can do. So it's all about your goals. And that's really one of the focuses of this guide. And we talk about it in our tax guide as well. It's understanding what your goals are 
and then making decisions based on those goals that are going to lead you to success. You've got to have this plan in place beforehand so that you can understand the decisions that are in front of you and navigate those decisions more effectively. Under the theory of walking before you run, I won't ask you for advice here, but I'm going to just ask you from personal observation, all of the folks coming through the business, are they more likely to start off under the motor carrier authority or do you have some that go right for their own authority? And I would imagine those people have some experience and they've already got a customer base lined up. Yeah, we see a little bit of both. I would say probably it leans more towards folks start outs under the motor carrier's authority. A lot of times they come through a company driver role. Maybe they move into an independent contractor seat. Maybe they've started an independent contractor seat, but there are not that many who come into this with little or no experience and jump immediately into getting their own authority, buying their own equipment and going out and sourcing their own freight. So it takes some experience, right? It takes some experience experience learning the ins and outs of the industry before most people can jump into that type of a role and start to grow a fleet of their own through their own authority. Now, other types of situations where we have seen that happen is folks that have maybe worked in administrative roles with other motor carriers. So they've seen the ins and outs of how a trucking operation runs. They've never actually necessarily been in the seat and they'll make that jump. We've seen that happen before. So there's a lot of different scenarios out out there. And again, understanding your goals are the key to being able to be successful, whatever your background may be. I'll make a silly little parallel here, but it may stand to reason. If you're going to learn how to ride a bike as a kid, you can do it in one of two ways. You can get the training wheels or you can just go for it. If you get the training wheels, you're still riding the bike. Yeah. And there are a lot of great programs out there that provide great training wheels. So once they get in those seats and they start learning, there's nothing wrong with learning from the experience of others. I say all the time, it's important to surround yourself with folks that are smarter than you so that you can learn from them and have them do different things for your business that you may not necessarily be an expert at. So when it comes to an independent contractor type role with one of the mega carriers, they're providing much of the back end of that business for you so that you don't need to worry about about it, but take the time to learn what it is they're doing. Ask the questions, create relationships with folks that are doing these different aspects. Maybe it's fuel, maybe it's maintenance, but ask those questions and learn from them so that if you do have the goal of going out on your own, you can take that experience with you. Maybe you are hiring somebody to continue to do some of that work. Maybe you're doing it on your own, but if your goal is to grow a business and to get out under your own authority, don't just sit there and drive that truck and kind of blank out driving down the road. Always have that plan in the back of your mind and be looking for opportunities and ways to increase your knowledge and increase your experience so that when the time is right, you can make that jump from where you're at to the next step in your career path. We're going to take a real quick break right here. When we come back, let's break away from the paperwork and go pick out a truck. <laughs> Boy, that's easier said than done too, isn't it? Colton Lawrence here, your trucker CFO. The IRS is back and they have hired thousands of new revenue officers charged with one job, to contact you about your unpaid taxes. If you owe the IRS money or have unfiled returns, it's not a matter of if they're going to contact you, but when. Start the resolution process today by calling 888-235-4772. That's 888-235-4772. Or visit us on the web at truckercfo.com. 
So let's go pick out that truck. And man, oh man, 50 years ago, you could pretty much pick out a truck. And there were certainly some restrictions in terms of length and power and all of that kind of stuff that would preclude you from operating here or with this commodity or something. But nothing like it is right now. I was told about 20 years ago, Colton, that, man, there are millions of ways to spec these trucks. You've got to have the right truck for the application down to the nth degree if you're going to succeed. And I know that's a little stringent in terms of that, but boy, that's where you can really get in trouble having the wrong truck. There was so much talk during COVID about meat processing plants and shutting down and all these truckers were out of work. And it's like, well, why can't they just go over here and do this instead? All bread in California. Whatever. No, you can't do that. So for once now, at long last, the equipment is more complicated than the paperwork sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if that's an overstatement, Colton. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, it absolutely is. And we go into that a bit in this guide. The importance of knowing what type of freight you're going to haul as you get into this business or as you're looking to make a change. There's so many different types of applications for these trucks. They've got to understand what it is their truck's going to be doing because making the wrong decision on that piece of equipment or having an existing piece of equipment and choosing to go get into some different type of freight when your truck may not necessarily be the best for that application can cost you dearly in terms of maintenance and in terms of your overall profitability per mile. So we want to make sure that folks do understand the correct specs for the types of freight they're going to be hauling and know where that they can source that specific piece of equipment for the opportunity they're looking at. In terms of those sources, there are your typical OEM dealerships, buying new, buying used, all of those considerations come into play. There are lease purchase plans that are administered by the motor carriers or by closely held companies of the motor carriers. There's a lot of online sites now that folks can go to for buying and sourcing equipment. We dive into the details of the pros and cons of each, where the expense is going to be larger or lower for different types of sources. And then with the online sites, we get into understanding the potential scams that can be out there when it comes to those online sites. There's obviously very reputable online sites, but there are also those that we have talked to that have ended up in situations where they've been conned out of money, thinking they're getting into a piece of equipment that just ended up not being what it was advertised to be. Yeah, and of course, that is nothing new either, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. So we got the truck. We got the right one. Now we got to maintain that truck, and that's where we'll kind of wrap up here this morning. The maintenance options for your fleet or for your individual truck, there's a lot of them, but I remember our good friend Homer Hogg from Travel Centers, the 110-100 rule, preventive maintenance costs you a dollar. Maintenance when you really need it, 10 bucks. Maintenance when you break down, 100 bucks. Yeah, one of the things that we see, there's two things really that seem to go first when things get tight. And let's face it right now, for a lot of folks, things are tight. The two things that we see go first are one, making their estimated tax payments or paying their annual tax liability. And two is maintenance. Those are the two things that go first. And I understand it's difficult. It's hard to make a decision on what to scale back on when the dollars are short. But maintenance is definitely one that you've got to keep an eye on. I absolutely agree with that statement. You do not want to put your piece of equipment in jeopardy. It's important to have a good network of maintenance shops available to you. And there's a lot of different ways to do that from using the dealerships to obviously the large truck stop companies 
companies, your loves, your flying J's, those kinds of things where you can go in and get the maintenance done fairly quick. A lot of folks, and we talk about this as well, are doing it on their own to save money. Again, that comes down to a choice of should you be doing it or should you not be doing it? Are you an expert or are you not? Is it going to cost you more money because you messed something up? You got to make all those considerations. There's mobile mechanics, the nationwide chains, local mechanics. So we dive into all of that, but definitely make sure you've got a plan in place and a network, especially if you're OTR, a network of locations you can go to that you can rely on and trust. Fantastic. The complete guide should be ready, what, maybe July or so, because you guys are heading for the Expedite Expo up in Fort Wayne. Yeah, I'm going to be out in Fort Wayne on Saturday, July 22nd. I'm going to be putting on a workshop where we're going to go into more detail about this guide. It'll come out and be available to the general public probably a week or two prior to us heading out there. But check it out, Crossroads of America Truck Show, the Expedite Expo, and come check us out on Saturday, July 22nd. Fantastic. And we will certainly talk about that much more between now and then. Hey, it was great talking with you here this morning. Always enjoy listening to you and Michael. Michael will be back next week. I'm looking forward to reading this thing, man. I can't wait. Yeah. And then check out more about Trucker CFO by going to truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. They can also give us a call at 888-235-4772. That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to Sirius XM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the SiriusXM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again, RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making Driving Your Dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO Podcast. Now before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team. Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. Also, through the truckercfo.com website, you can connect to the company through the Find a Time to Talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO Podcast. 
As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move. <laughs>